0: Catastrophe Diaries is brought to you by Geological Society of Malaysia, an organisation that promotes the advancement of the earth sciences in Malaysia and the Southeast Asian region. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Catastrophe Diaries, the show that tells you stories about disasters. I'm Meng Yi Hui and on our first episode today we're going to talk about the deadliest disasters in Asia in history. Also, we'll be having a special guest today to share his stories with us upon our topic. Now, let's welcome our special guest today, Chok, to Catastrophe Diaries. He is here to share Catastrophe stories with us. Hi, Chok. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hi, Yi Hui. Thanks for inviting me to the show.
0: So, I'm sure that you are aware of the topic that we are going to discuss today. It's about the deadliest disasters in Asia in history. Well, I hope you don't mind, but have you ever experienced or encountered any disaster before?
1: Well yes, I actually experienced a deadly disaster before, which is the 9.1 magnitude earthquake that happened in 2011 in Japan.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm glad that you managed to survive through such a deadly disaster. It's a sensation to the world by the time it happens, everyone was paying attention on the updates of the disaster. Could you share a little more with us about your experience by any chance?
1: Yes, of course. Well, where should I start? Um, It was 11 March 2011 when it's one of the day of my trip in Japan. I was having my lunch when the earthquake struck. The shake didn't last long, it was only around 3 to 5 minutes. When everyone thought that's the end, the official predicted a 3 meter height tsunami wave so all of us went to the rooftop of the restaurant to prepare to face the tsunami. After a while, the tsunami hit the restaurant but it wasn't strong enough to destroy the buildings. Who will ever know? It was only the beginning of the tsunami. Shortly after, the water level rapidly grew higher and higher until it reached the ceiling and the space we stay has occupied by the water. The strong currents of water also drained me into the stream. I struggled so much that I drank so much of seawater that I thought that's the end of my life.
0: In that way, how did you survive through this disaster? Like, what did you actually do to save yourself?
1: I'll try my best to reach the water surface and search for something to grab on. As the current is still pulling me with great force, I found a pile of debris streaking in a huge tree ahead of me. I held on it with my remaining strength and I watched people being swept away around me. I waited there until the water are fully receded and I am able to walk on the solid ground. Then, I saw a helicopter flying over and I waved to it. The rescuers later took the other survivors and I to an evacuation camp nearby. Soon after my injuries are fully recovered, I return to my home country.
0: Whoa! it seems like an indelible experience of yours. Is there anything you've learned through the experience?
1: Um, I think the most important thing is to stay calm during a disaster. I know it's not that easy, but you can only save yourself by having a clear mind and think calmly. In that way, Yui, have you ever experienced any deadly disaster before?
0: Well, to be honest, I have not experienced any of it before. But personally, I often follow news articles or stories about disasters, and there's this particular one that is so deadly, and it shocked me. It's similar to the one you experienced in Japan, which was the tsunami caused by earthquake. It occurred in the Indian Ocean in 2004 and affected a number of countries resulting Thailand, India, Indonesia, Maldives and Sri Lanka sustaining massive damage.
1: Wow, it sounds so serious! How did it actually happen?
0: According to the articles I've read online, it says that at 7.59 in the morning, on the day after Christmas, a 9.1 magnitude earthquake ripped through an undersea fault in the Indian Ocean, which later brings a series of immense ocean waves that are up to 30 meters high to several countries over the next 7 hours. The tsunami was reportedly killed at least 225,000 people across the countries, making it the most extreme tsunami event since
1: 1960. Oh my! This is extremely heartbreaking! I hope the survivors of the disaster is doing well now. I have one more story to share here, which is quite different from earthquake and tsunami that's happened in an instance. It is a disaster that lasts around 10 days in Myanmar in 2008, and it killed around 84,500 people, and 53,800 went missing.
0: It sounds pretty serious too. So, what was this event about?
1: It's actually a cyclone. Rather than happening in an instance like tsunami or earthquake, it usually took place for a few days. The cyclone that caused all the damage in this event is called Cyclone Nargis. Wind speed of more than 200 km per hour and a storm surge up to 3 meters in height, destroyed more than 90% of housing and a large part of infrastructure in some region of Myanmar. Other than that, Myanmar as a country that relies on the Deltic region to get their source of income, the cyclone had a great impact over the country as the deltaic was severely damaged country actually used around 3 years time to recover the damage brought by a cyclone.
0: It kind of impressed me that you actually know about a cyclone event because it is not a type of disaster that catches the attention of the public.
1: I just happened to hear more about this. I have a question for you, Yi Hui. Since you read so much about disaster, have you ever wondered why is there so many disaster happening in Asia country?
0: Well yes, of course, from a geographic perspective, this is because there are several plate boundaries across Asia, and the plate movements are the source of major earthquakes and tsunamis. Also, geographically, Asia is a region of physical diversity with islands, mountains, extensive coastlines, forests, delta plains, and deserts. Therefore, the weather and climate system are mainly driven by monsoon variability and snow cover of dynamics, which results to the occurrence of floods and drought.
1: Oh, I see. So it seems unlikely to avoid disaster in Asia, right?
0: There are actually some of the countries that are disaster-free, so disasters are not totally inevitable in Asia. However, for those Asia countries that face disasters often, my advice is to have preparedness so that the damages could be minimized
1: if you say so is there any safety tips or precaution you could share so that everyone of us could have some basic knowledge on the precaution to save ourselves when encountering a disaster
0: first of all i actually agree with the one that you said earlier which is not to feel panic so that you can have a clear mind to think of the best way to keep yourself alive Another tip that I think is extremely important will be prepare an emergency kit in a conspicuous place in your house. Of course, you should make sure your emergency kit is stocked with all of the necessities.
1: In addition to the safety tips you mentioned, from my very own experience, I would like to say, be sure to listen to the instructions given by the official when you are evacuated, so that it doesn't cause any more troubles to them.
0: Hope everyone could keep these safety tips in mind to stay safe during a disaster. I guess that's the end of our sharing today. Once again, thanks to Chok for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. My knowledge of disaster has increased.
0: Welcome and once again thanks for listening to Catastrophe Diaries. Before we go, Kindly show some love for us by subscribing and leaving some comments at the comment section below. Also, stay tuned for next week, where we'll be talking about the deadliest disasters in North America. Catastrophe Diaries is brought to you by Geological Society of Malaysia, an organisation that promotes the advancement of the earth sciences in Malaysia and the Southeast Asian region.